Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm Sterling Jones. I'm Ariel Kebble. And this is Spiritual Gasm. <laughs> I tried to follow you that time. It failed. It failed. It fucking failed. So Sterling and I are two best friends who do everything together except each other. We would like to welcome Brian Wood Ooh, to the show. Hello, Brian Wood. And I go past the clear. I go into the cervix, right? I go right into the G spot. All I'm doing is just slowly nurturing and loving. She believes the world would be a better place if we all orgasmed more. Was I was just laying there, and this woman came up to me, and she looks me in the eyes. She goes, "You have a lot of feminine energy." And then my initial reaction to my thoughts was like, "Fuck, you know what I mean? What is it?" What? Yeah, my, my my passion is one of the reasons why I'm on this earth is for mental health and then homelessness. Yeah, those have been my issues. Listeners, thank you for listening to our show Beautiful podcast. Thanks for going on the journey as we go on the journey. We like to. Fuck. Like, uh, what? <coughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm horny. Who's not? Ever. Always. Which one? <laughs> There's very rare times that I'm not horny. Same. Okay. Is Same. that that's normal, right? I honestly I don't think it is. I think we have I think it's a I think it's a gift. I think a lot of people Aren't? maybe are not in touch. Oh. Yeah. I mean it's a struggle for us because we're always horny, but I think that it's do you think there's anything gift. wrong with us because we're horny all the time? I mean, I think it's a gift. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, but I thought that yeah. might have been like a little self-congratulatory that we have this gift. No, of- no, no. I'm saying I think <clears throat> that I would much rather err on the side of being horny too much than I think some people really struggle with being able to get get feel horny and get turned on and i think that that would be really hard for me i'm a very sexual person so i think that'd be i feel like a grateful that it can be so quick yeah there's times that i'll get like a glimpse in the day where i'm just like oh my god i'm not horny right now and i get very excited really? and then i'm horny really <laughs> yeah there's like a little like it is minute. painful when you're like in when you're like furniture shopping and you you're, you you want to rub up against a wall. Uh-oh. It's really painful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, is oh that... my god! If I what am I gonna? Oh, how am I gonna take care of this right now? Right. So it's more physical. Or like if I'm driving in traffic, I'm like, would anyone notice if I just start rubbing right now? No, they wouldn't. I've done it before. See, if I'm furniture shopping and I'm horny, all of a sudden I start hitting on the the one male in there. So, oh, but, so but, he's but like, can I help you, you sir? I'm like, yes, you can. But let me ask you something. Is your follow through with that to take him in the bathroom and hook up with him? Or is it just to somehow calm your dick down because you're talking to a man? It doesn't help. Yeah, it just revs it off. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what it's your torture. end game is. Yeah, I don't know what your my end game is there. My end game is get the fuck out of there, go home and masturbate. Got it. Yes. And then so I can go back to furniture shopping, well-focused and ready to buy a lovely piece of furniture. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't think I'd be able to distract myself with talking to someone. Yeah, I don't. I know it's a bad move, yeah. but I find myself. I'm like, why are you talking to this guy? I'm like, oh, because you're like talking. You're just trying yeah. to like self preservation. It's my animalistic primal side. Yes, being like, let's just talk to him. What, I get what, it. What could happen? Yeah. Hmm. How about that? What did you? What were you going to ask me? Oh, I know. I was going to ask you. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a term, and then you tell me what it means to you. Okay. Fun. Emotional prostitution. Ooh. 
Have you ever Whoa. been? Whoa! <laughs> you just got me. <laughs> Have you ever been an emotional prostitute? Totally. Okay. First, let's. I'm define. literally going through my Rolodex right now. I'm like. Well, yeah. You do mean what does it mean to me? Let's define emotional prostitute. Okay. Well, I'm sure I have more examples, honestly. Like, I'm sure I have friend examples. But at the moment, I'm thinking about someone I dated recently because he was, like, so awesome, so funny. We had so much fun together. And I and he, you know, he kept saying he wanted to take it more seriously. I was, like, wanting to take it slow. And to be honest, I like loved the friendship we were building, but I knew that he would probably get not bored, but he would move on at some point if it didn't go somewhere. And so I think my way of like keeping him around was to start was like emotional prostitution, like almost like, okay, well, if I like slowly date him, I'll get to like have this new best friend around who I love and adore and care about. Because if not, he's already told me how he feels about me, so he's going to move on. So I feel like I kind of overgave myself because I, because I wanted a friend. Mm. So there it is. The, the definition of emotional prostitution is giving your emotional side in exchange giving for it something away. else. Giving it away. Yeah, in exchange for... To get something in return. Which what Right. Which to me was like a best friend in that moment. I'll give you my emotional prostitution story and then we okay. can compare if we're pathetic people. Did I describe that well? Uh, I think so. I was too busy thinking about my story to oh, really listen to you. Such, <laughs> you're such a Gemini. <laughs> no, I what know my story. story. No, I was listening to your story and I was Did thinking about... Sense? Yeah. I think what you're saying is that you know, you know a guy, you were hanging out with a guy... And you basically, okay, maybe it didn't make sense. Let me go with mine and then maybe it'll spark yours back. Yeah, I feel like I didn't describe it very well. Okay, my emotional prostitution story is one that I've experienced over and over again. <clears throat> so, I am homosexual, I, I think. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> this know. is a different topic. <laughs> I know. Holy shit. I know that I like <laughs> peniles and I know I like peniles in my mouth. Pretty sure that makes you homosexual. That makes me homosexual. Yeah. I think. I don't know. This whole new generation, Gen Z people who don't really subscribe to any form of sexuality and everything's fluid. Maybe I'm fluid. I don't fucking know, but I know that I prefer penis over vagina, right? Okay. So I recently, and this is, a, I'm, I'm not going to say it just happened recently. It's happened to me in my entire life or my adult life where girls will say to me, <clears throat> I don't really know if you're gay or not. I don't know. I think you might be bi. I think you might be something else. And then I have to look inward and like go through this like self-exploration of like, well, what if they're right? What? I don't know. But and then I get to this point, I hit a wall of like, oh my God, are they only friends with me because they think there's a chance that I might turn? Right. And, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'll just put up with that because I don't want to lose their friendship. Right. So I play this like ambiguous game in fear of losing their friendship. So you almost tease a little bit that maybe you could hook up with them so I don't, to keep them around? No, I don't tease that. I, I just don't slam them up against the wall and be like, look, 
fuck you. I'm, I'm gay. No, I'm fucking gay. Right. I'm never going to ever be straight again or, or not be straight again. But, you know, I'll never be <laughs> like with that a girl. one time that I was straight. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it, was, it was more than once I was straight. But I will, you know, I don't I don't take the time or I'm afraid that I will lose their friendship if I tell them, look, you and I, there will never be a chance for as long as we live that you and I are going to hook up. Crimble will never be jello. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Julia Roberts from Best Friends Wedding. Love you. Yes. And so I find myself and I have it just happened again. Like it happens like twice a year. A, a girl will be like, I don't know if you're actually actually for real gay and i'll just be like and i that's where i I shut down and i get angry yeah because then i'm just like well what am i doing here do you not know who i am like i'm i'm fucking gay yeah like what are you saying when you're saying that and so i find my emotional prostitution is this i don't slam her up against the wall and say it's never going to happen because i'm afraid if she hears that it's never going to happen then she'll be like well what are you doing here right and so I just kind of like, I just say, no, I'm gay and just keep walking. And then do you feel like all the hard work you've done to get to know yourself, come out, learn to feel safe and proud of being gay? Do you feel like somehow that's also like kind of relinquished by her saying that? I don't know if it's relinquished. I would say that it's like not heard. Right. Like it's and how like, does that make you feel? It makes me realize that we're all just fucking animals. Yeah. We're all primal. Yeah. We all have needs. And our internal primal primal animal self sometimes can hear one thing and not believe it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that might be the case. Because I've had girls in the past just be like, why don't we just do it? Like, what's your problem? I swear to God, it'll be good. Like, why don't we just do it? And it's funny. It's hilarious. And I adore it. But at the same it time, it make you like clam up at all. Yes. Yeah. It makes me shut down. It would. Because, that's what happens to me with guys. Yes. Because if they would joke about it, suddenly I don't feel safe being me around it because it's like I have to put up a little bit of a barrier just in case because I don't want to give them the wrong impression. Exactly. But I want to keep them around. Exactly. Because so you enjoy sudden, them. Right. So right. suddenly I'm playing this back and forth game with myself, which is like so much energy. Which is emotional prostitution. Which is emotional prostitution. <sighs> that was heavy, everybody. That was heavy, but luckily, we have a light being coming in yeah, today. Yeah, I tell you what, I saw this guy out in the lobby. Um, Is he hot? Bryant Wood. Bryant with a T. Bryant, Bryant with Wood. Wood. He sounds amazing. I yeah. can't wait to talk to him. We don't sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. How this show works is for our guests. We like to book people who are known to be bringing light to the world, doing good things. If you're bringing. People helping people if you're bringing good light to the world and we get wind of you we want you on the show because that's what we're trying to do and this is how this guy came to us or if you're hot come our way yeah if you're hot you're good too <laughs> yeah. just you got, kidding got, anyways yeah. <laughs> Brian Wood get your ass in here alright Brian come on out <laughs> I am so excited about today's guest. This It's kind of like a podcasting community that's happening now. It's happening. We have a very cool guest. So my friend, Alessandra, she has a podcast called Emotional Support. Alessandra, and what's Alessandra's last name? 
I knew you were gonna fucking do that. Oh really? Thanks, Sterling. You can always count on you can always count on my husband, not husband, to make me feel like a jackass. Alessandra, I'm sorry about this. So she has this podcast called Emotional Support, and it, it, it recently it just came out, and she started it because she's bipolar and she's been very private about it, and she felt like it was time to come out. So it's all about mental health and creating that community and and really talking openly with her friends. So Bryant Wood, who was here with us today, went on her show and she was raving about him. And this is how cool the podcast community is. And he sounded like he'd be a perfect guest for us now. Yep. He has so many cool things to share. Uh, he's an actor, model, but really, it sounds like his philanthropic work is incredible. So we would like to. Welcome, Brian Wood, Ooh, to the show. Hello, Brian Wood. Hey, thank you for having me. Thanks for that, being uh, with everyone us. Everyone before you was just preparation. Exactly. Ah. Love it. Yes. Love it. Yes. We're the climax. <clears throat> I, I, yeah. I, it's never going to get better yeah. than this. This is it right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you Sorry, Alessandra. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Brian, you're originally from Texas, huh? Yes. So we, we share this. What do you think of us Texas boys, Ariel? Y'all are hot. I mean, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See how I set you up for wins? You set me up for losers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have a best friend. Her name is I've Alice. known her forever, but she has no middle or last name. She's like Madonna. Just one first name. I'm saying. <clears throat> that's all you need. Yeah. That's all so you need. So tell us, what do, what do you, what is your reasoning for all of your philanthropic passions that you have? Like what, wh- how did you get started? Your parents or was it more something that just kind of came to you as a kid? Like sure. how did you get started? Yeah, it, it, you kind of have your initial like highest motivation moment at some point in your life where you fall into something that really lights your fire. And when I was about 12 years old, I was a coach for the Special Olympics. I coached this kid named Alex. And like I put my whole heart into it, like really bonded with this gentleman. And then I kind of went off my path and then I started doing the business and acting and modeling and got away from the, the intimacy of that true connection. So now I'm like kind of realigning with like, okay, what really lit my fire? What gets me up in the morning? Um, and that's social good. That's telling stories of people that are changing the world. That's doing everything within my power to do as much good on this earth. That is wow. so cool. <laughs> Sorry, wait, can I ask, how old are you? 25. Do you mind saying, wow, yeah. you're 25. I feel like a loser already. That's so, not true. You're very philanthropic. I do love helping people. I mean, your, people. The, your podcast, this, the reason why I'm here is because the concept is so important right now. Aww. I don't know what they we told you the is. concept is. or what, no. <laughs> what? Well, we is the best way to. Is. We sure. think it yeah. is. Yeah, I feel like you should. Have you Sterling. practiced tantric sex? Of course. I knew it. Of course. Yes. <laughs> As you're talking, I was like, "This guy is so into tantric sex. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about it." What's tantric sex? Take it. Yeah. So, so tantra in general is the is is using the pleasures of life to transcend life itself. Or through sexual practice. That's that's tantric sex is through sexual practices. Yeah. For speaking on tantric sex for a men and women, it's 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 that. It's that long intimacy and communication, then also like a ritualized, long form, I guess you would say, transcending ego while having cosmic orgasms, but not orgasming and like feeling each other while your faces morph into something different. And like, then there's like a beautiful synchronicity of like oneness that happens. You know what I mean? It's like, by the way, your hand dance that was happening right now, we need videos of this. This is incredible. Wow. Okay, 
I'm following. Okay, so from my perspective, tantric sex is me actually holding my seed. It's what's considered the life force. It's what was in Taoism was like the golden ticket to enlightenment was actually like this priest and high priestess. They would have sex and teach people to have sex properly. It was the highest form of religion. And with Tantra, you channel the energy inwards and upwards and you can move it through your chakras, out your crown chakra and experience this like oneness and bliss with your partner. And Before the, even coming. Like, the coming uh, is never the goal. Coming right. is never an even it's not right. it feels it's so you can come for hours but not actually ejaculate right right and and then like you actually like you actually get harder and you're like more um you can use it with intention to creation and you can do it with it's so sacred and beautiful like the way i started the, one of like my favorite ways obviously it's different with whatever expression comes through but like just sitting there and talking with your partner for however long it takes about any fears or doubts or triggers anything that comes up looking them in the eyes and talking about and getting it all out Right. And then just laying her down and putting your ear on her womb and literally listening to what she needs and connecting deeply with the body first. It's like all about deep, deep, deep listening. And then it's like with different like. So think, imagine like Danny, can you video some stuff, please? <laughs> it's, okay. so good. it's all it's all. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a little it's, visual. So, yeah, it's amazing. So with with the guys, imagine holding your three chakras. So you would hold it tight. So you would squeeze it and then you would inhale. And you would hold it right with her. And then after a couple seconds, you would exhale and then relax everything and let it go. But then while you, while you're pushing in, so can I have your hand? So it's, it's kind of like this. He's gonna have sex with you now. I'm gonna have All sex right. with your hand. Yeah. Finally, with my whole heart. Is, with oh my my whole hands heart. are sweaty. This is where we want to be. <laughs> my hands are sweaty. This is exactly what we want happening hands. right yeah. now. I have sweaty hands. That's okay. Yes. Which, so like, which hand? So imagine, one hand. Imagine I'm just entering you, right? I'm looking at you in the eyes. But I'm, he's inside of you right now. I'm inside of him. Yes. If, if you don't, if I'm into okay. it. Thank it's you. fine. Thank I'm you. into this yes. too. Thank you. So I'm looking you in the eyes, right? I'm holding you, and it's it's not about friction. It's not about this. It's about I'm going slowly in. I'm feeling every aspect of your beingness with me, and I'm pushing in gently. And then I go past the clit. I go into the cervix, right? I go right into the G spot. All I'm doing is just slowly nurturing and loving and caressing and then with breath work and energy and using my chakras, we become just pure energy and we're having like multi-orgasmic experiences in another dimension. Okay. So, I mean, so it's I'm not about in and out. It's more about yes. the connection of I I mean, ready. I'm ready. Who wants to have theatric sex with well, me right I, well, now? All I'm really thinking, because I have technical questions. Okay. The person that you're having this tantric sex with has to be on board. Can you do it on my hand? Yeah, of course. As well as... <laughs> so you can feel it. And have it yeah. I need to feel this. As well as the person has to... No, stop talking, okay. Sterling. Okay. Now tell me what you're doing right <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, boy. You're going past the cervix yes. and then... So, yeah, so all that... So I don't have... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So you can have, uh, so you, you normally have clitoral orgasms, right, as a female, right. but you actually can come from the cervix and it's like a huge release, a healing release. But then there's also cosmic orgasms where you're like, now you're uh, all of a sudden like the mountains and the sky and you're like complete oneness and you're like, you're so open. And this is the female. This is the female. And you orga- take that energy from the cosmos and you channel it through you, through me, and so it's, it's recycled it and we have this, yeah. But what I took, exactly. it's not in and out is what you were saying. It's not no. about the in and out. It's mm-hmm. more about just the insertion and then a little further, a little deeper uh-huh. and yes. deeper. Deeper and deeper. Yeah, she's opening and relaxing and relaxing. And this can all go for gay sex too, listeners. Of course. So. Yeah, I'm sure that's so special. 
There's actually this woman. I need to get her name. We'll get her name. She teaches a class. She believes the world would be a better place if we all orgasmed more. Mm. And she's like a life coach, but part of her life coaching. And there's so much. I feel like we're about to get so much hate mail. But there's so much controversy around her because her classes, you can sign up and it's total strangers or you can bring friends or partners, whatever. But she actually teaches men how to get the woman off like in a proper way. Mm. And it's a part of like teaching masculine and feminine communication, teaching like when you truly do come or be touched or tickled or all these things in, in like a real way that like everyone's life changes yes. and it teaches like communication for both. But then there's like so much controversy around it because it's like, well, how are you allowed to have total strangers touching each other's private parts? <laughs> Cause yeah. it's like a whole weekend retreat. Yeah. Well, I'll get her name. We'll, 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 we'll talk about she it. Can, you can even do it without even touching, but what I can, she probably wouldn't want to hear that, but let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to like, and everyone that's listening, one of the most beautiful things about this whole process is just, the complete awareness and presence of just kissing and it's just it's, just, it's not attaching the, the outcome or the experience to the kiss and just kissing for the sake of kissing and then that's tantric in a very simple form it's just enjoying every aspect of her or him mm. in the present moment without anything of knowingness of what's going to come next yeah what i'm what i was picking up is that the it's a partnership and I feel like both people that are involved in tantric sex have to know how to do it. I don't feel like one person can be into it and the other person be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I feel like there needs to be like a YouTube video tutorial first or something because it's like, it's a partnership when you say like you, can you have like a one night stand tantric sex with a person who's never had tantric sex before? Yeah. And when you have, when you're cultivating that energy, you, have the ability to communicate that and tell the person exactly what you want because you have no fear of them not taking it, taking it personally. Listen, uh. this is what I, this is what I love. And I, and I want you to experience it too. You know, let's, let's transcend our ego completely form into oneness and communicate all of our deepest desires and experience it together because this is ultimately for you as well. And I want to give you that gift. Okay. So let's pause right there. Google translate for the guy in Texas that doesn't know how to speak like you, that plays football and loves to fuck. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. I would say slow down. First off, (laughs) slow down. Um, listen, you know, listen, ask her what she wants, you know? And then, um, I mean, you can research. put your ear up to the womb and it listen. So beautiful. I will tell you this. Yeah. One of the what sexiest- are they listening for? Like, how do they know? I mean, how do people know how to do this? Like, yeah. what are you listening for when you put your ear up to the womb? Yeah. Well, it's so it's, there's layers to it, right? There's a psychological aspect as well. Like, before you get into tantra, you need to completely know the person too. It's all about deep connection on a mental, physical, and a spiritual level. It's not just you can't just have one or the other. Right. Well, so. I will say one of the sexiest thing when. When I'm in a relationship, one of the sexiest things for me is when my partner puts his hands on my like lower belly womb. And because I I feel it's like this nurture where at the exact same time, I feel like a little like a little baby, but like mom's like, but also like the man is touching me, which is creation of like my future, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and it's all at one time. And I, and and I'll say that to him. I'm like, sometimes to me that is sexier. Have just having a male's hand there is sexier than kissing or whispering in my ear or anything else. Hmm. And I've never really been able to like, yeah, explain why, but I just know it feels very sexy. Like if a man does that, that turns me on more than other things sometimes. Hmm. I love that. 
Hmm. Sterling, you want to put your hand on my womb? I feel like I have. <laughs> I feel like I listen to your womb a lot. Well, that's just when I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like guys like that too. Like sometimes when I'm doing Reiki and I feel like they're so disconnected from their emotions, I just became like a Reiki master teacher. But oh, um, thanks. Yeah. But I find sometimes I'll put like one hand on their heart and one hand on their gut and almost just like shake up the energy just to get them like connected. I mm -hmm. feel like guys like it in like their lower gut too. Like there's something really safe and nurturing about it. No? Yeah. Uh, looking yeah. at me weird. I, no, I actually was just, I was thinking about something you said earlier that I'm, I'm maybe I'm into tantric sex now because Please. I've never I identified with the, the like pounding of sex, like what you mm -hmm. see on porn, like where it's like, <laughs> like just, fucking really hard i've never in fact that makes me go soft mm -hmm. and i see this on porn and i just don't get it and i've never understood it but what i'm most turned on is the beginning of inserting like mm. slow slow insertion yeah so i think i was doing tantric sex without even know it yeah is that possible i mean yeah, their past life yeah. i mean because that to me is like because you have to have eye contact because there is it's not painful, but it's still like you're entering into someone else's body mm -hmm. and you're almost needing permission to go further. Yes. And because there could be pain. And so I've always had to be extremely cognizant of the insertion process. And to me, it's the most sexual, sexiest part to me. Like, yeah. it's like that's so much hotter than the in and out. Mm. Yeah. The pumping of it. Well, I think, yeah, but, but it's also about the when you're inside the person you're hold you're holding it and it's an eye contact thing it's holding each other it's yeah like so basically like everything you were saying about the insertion process would be the entire you would take that and use that through the entire process like you can yeah. have tantric sex for hours and hours mm -hmm. and it's also a direct uh it shows you how physically in shape you are like that was like a a big example of how healthy you are is how much sex you could have. Like if you have, if you're having sex for six hours a day, you're a healthy human being. Like you have to be healthy to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I've never had sex for more than, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what sex is then maybe because I've laid in bed with someone like from on a Sunday morning until Sunday night. It's and foreplay with everything. Okay. Every, then I, then I've done you're it ever then. in a room. Yeah. Then I've done it. I like that. We've really thrown you with this one. I yeah. like this. Well, it, it's weird. Because normally Sterling's educating me. So this is fun to see yeah. his brain. I can see his brain like, I think he's this interested is like in a it. little vulnerable like exploration right now. It's something that I feel like I could do. It's kind of like watching mm -hmm. I think you a could sport too. for the first time and then trying it and being like, oh, I, I, can do I can do that. And then playing the sport and then being actually good at it. I think I could do this sport. Yes. Because I am in shape. I too. would love that for you. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. This is exciting. Uh, any other questions before? I mean, obviously, Let's just we're going to have. talking about sex. I'm <laughs> okay. so turned on. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, like, on the... Ariel is sitting here with a pillow over her boner right now. That's right. Hey, Ariel. Hey, Sterling. Whenever we're traveling or like we've had a long night out or dinner, whatever we're doing, the first thing that you do when we get home, you pop your bra off and you're like, oh, that feels so much better. Do I make that sound? Yeah, you do make that sound. <laughs> are, they, are normal bras really uncomfortable? Is that why you're always just ready to get it off? The only bra that's comfortable is third love. Oh, well. 
Tell me about third love. The reason it's so comfortable is because it actually fits my breast. Mm. Not only does it make them look good, but it feels good. And that's because I took a dainty little quiz that actually showed me my breast size and shape. And I was shocked to find out over 14 million women have taken this quiz because most women don't actually buy the right size bra for them. And what's really cool is if for some reason you take the quiz and accidentally get it wrong, there's these fit stylists and they're available every single day to help via text, chat, or phone. And returns and exchanges are free and easy. So you really can't go wrong with this company. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash spiritual now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash spiritual for 15% off today. Hey, Sterling. What's up, Ariel? You know how you say I can only work out with you if I can keep up? Yes. Well, I'm a about to start keeping up, baby, because I ordered Ritual Multivitamins for Women, and I'm going to kick your booty. What? What is Ritual? Tell me about it. Um, It's a multivitamin, and it has everything from D3 to Omega-3. It's a no-nausea capsule designed. You can eat it, take it on an empty stomach so I can meet you in the morning for our workouts. And it's sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free, all the good stuff. And I'm ready for it. That's pretty awesome. So wait, where do you get it? Or is Ritual delivered? How does this work? Hello, it's 2019. Of course it's delivered. The best. Well, if you're going to try to work out with me and keep up, you got to realize that better health doesn't happen overnight. So right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. So fill in the gaps in your diet with essential for women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash spiritual to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash spiritual. you find whenever you let <clears throat> girls know that you're into that you're philanthropic and everything that's more of a panty dropper than anything yeah i'm yeah. I, I would love to be more aware of that right I, I feel like sometimes it might not even come up it's just because the eye contact is so powerful uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay here's Perfect. what's funny sterling went straight to the panty dropper as you were talking i was thinking i'm like wow i wonder what message he could give to other men to to make it pe- like and all I was thinking is, Wait, wow, listen. this dude fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. This is incredible. Wow. <laughs> Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Um, no, what I was thinking was you you like, you like look very like masculine to me. I mean, as a compliment. You know, you're like a great looking guy. And here you are talking about things. That, oh, and am I allowed to say that? Am I Absolutely. Not allowed to say that? I was just saying. I, no, I was just listening. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So what I was thinking... Saying. You're saying you're a great looking guy. You seem very like grounded, charismatic. And 
I was listening to you talk and I'm like this, I feel like you're such a kind of cool blend of masculine and yet you're kind of talking in it in a more feminine way. And I was thinking for our male listeners, like, would you say that that was kind of something you've practiced or learned along the way? Or were you always, you know, for someone who's like, you know, a guy playing football, it's like, I don't fucking get this shit. I, I'm not going to talk about my fire or whatever, you know, like how, how would you speak to those guys about this? Yeah, I, that's a beautiful question. And thank you for resonating with that. Um, See? No, it's, it's, and it's, it's like great. fucking such a, dropper. Such a funny, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the feminine energy is so powerful. I, I remember when I found out that I had it was I was just laying there and this woman came up to me and she looks me in the eyes. She goes, you have a lot of feminine energy. And then my initial reaction to my thoughts was like, the fuck you know what I mean what is it what? and then I'm like right. oh she's she's like no things come to you and you birth them out and recreate it and I was like beautiful and I was like what is that and then I realized that as men or women we're not 100% masculine energy or 100% feminine energy we're like 49% and 51% or like whatever percentage but it's not like this like one or the other it's a merge a merging of these two yeah and you kind of if you don't allow the feminine energy if you have it to come through you you're not living your true authentic self. And then totally. you feel like closed off and you're not living the life. So you just discover it. Wait, who is this woman? Did you have sex with her after she said that to you? Um, no, no, just a, it was a stranger. She was a stranger. Yeah. She just came. How old were you? Yeah, um, probably 22 at the time. Wow. Yeah, to discover that because I was a wrestler in college. I, you know, I was a warrior. And then, but I was, I was on the other side, also an artist. When I found out the feminine energy, I was like, oh, were I can accept. Were you open about being an artist or were you kind of embarrassed being a wrestler and being an artist? I, f I found love. I fall in love with everything I'm doing. It's like all of a sudden like that mask gets peeled back and another one comes on or finally there's no mask at all and I'm just performing. Um, and it's always been that in my so life. So was your wrestling community like uh, accepting of your artists? So it didn't go wrestling acting. It went wrestling modeling. So I was actually underwear modeling and like Got fitness competitive, you know so they would they were just like what is going on you know Got but it. then they all kind of started doing it they <laughs> all started so, modeling yeah that's amazing like the team captain started modeling and i was like yeah wow. and you're like it feels good man feels good, yeah. you're like we got to use these abs for something else know, what are we gonna do with yeah this? <laughs> okay got it do you find that you bring whenever you're whenever like you choose your projects that you're working on as far as like right now you're wearing a shirt that says foster adopt rescue advocate so you're involved with animal rescue you're involved with special olympics you're involved with all of that do you find um one of them to be more oh, go ahead yeah, yeah my, my my passion is one of the reasons why i'm on this earth is for mental health and then homelessness yeah those have been my issues talk about mental health. health how do you what's your connection there yeah so i we mean we talk about it a lot on this show so oh, i love that because we have we're both well i'm a major anxiety person mm. <laughs> so we have that and then just we talk about it a lot. So and it's I, a very safe space. I here. just did a campaign for Movember. Okay, um, cool. And we talked about uh, three out of four men die by suicide out of the million in a year. And it's important for us to talk about it man to man because we feel alone most of the time. So just that community and that conversation can really change someone's life. What is Movember so, for our listeners? Movember, it's... Um, it's a nonprofit that focuses on mental health, but it's like the shaving. They, mm -hmm. they like have razors and they do haircuts and they do like different. Don't you grow a mustache? You grow a mustache yeah. for. I didn't November. know that was for mental health. I thought was that was for cancer. cancer. They they do a couple different things, but this one was for mental health. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So. Wow. It's so funny. I must have been like feeling you driving here today because I driving here. I was thinking about 
the masculine community. And I was thinking about some of my friends who are actors, they have done like TED Talks on just like men having a, a dinner conversation where they can talk about their feelings or even like support groups where men are, a man's crying and the other men are in a circle hugging him or, you know, just different things where it's like as society, I feel like, you know, Look, we're in a huge feminine movement, which is very exciting, and I and I think that's necessary. But I've talked a lot about this. What's not necessary is is bashing men in the process. You know, if we truly want to be fifty fifty by twenty twenty, we have to embrace and empower the men supporting us, not bash them. Even though we have, as women, been through so much, and it is easy to be angry at that. But I was just—I don't know why—I was just thinking about like. What are the things we can do to empower men to, you know, to let them know that our reign is over? No, <laughs> Jesus, Sterling. <laughs> no, that like they don't. It's not a sign of weakness to be vulnerable, and especially with their women or friends, where I think they need to. They think they need to be so strong that then they get closed off, or the very kind of traits that women don't actually like, like kind of like. Uh, mm -hmm. Broish and piggish, and rah, rah, rah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that all is an um, an emotional reaction mm -hmm. to what they think they're conditioned to be, and in fact, it's like, well, if men had a support group or felt safe to talk about their emotions, they probably would be even stronger or more masculine with their women. Absolutely, right? yeah. So, that was, like, that what can you say about that? Yeah, the from my experience and perspective, it's, it's creating those men groups. It's having those conversations with your guy friends, because once you do, then the women don't have to do that for them. Right. You can heal each other. And then when you go th to them, you are that person that can, you know, move with the storm because ultimately you guys are the freedom of expression and the chaos and the creation and all these kind of beautiful things. And we're supposed to hold steady and neutral and just with unconditional love and support you but we can't do that when our mind is not aligned with our body or our spirit when there's a separation of what we think we should do or what we sh what we have to do and who we are then we get confused and we're the world is suffering from mental health crisis right now yeah so it's just it's facing and you can you make such big shifts in such little time it's these tools are all out there and like spending that time with that one person, you don't know how much good that can do in their life. And right. even the strong people in your life, like go, if, if, if someone crosses your mind, they're there for a reason, give them a call and check in. How do you feel today? And like, we just have to ask powerful questions. It's not about even educating someone. It's about like, you know, what are you feeling? What motivates you? What's your highest excitement? Like ask them and have them come up with the answers and then change their perspective of what is and break the patterns. And then we kind of live this very beautiful life that is more of an ecosystem of support than like a solo journey. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Are can you, we have you on our show every week? Have you ever considered running for office? I've not. No. Not your jam. <laughs> but you're only 25. Mm, yes. So let's get back to um to mental health and homelessness. Those are two things very important to me and my family as well. It's very public knowledge. My sister went missing a year ago, and we had incredible community support. It was actually like when I learned the power of Instagram in a, in a totally different way and Sterling was by my side every day driving us around looking for her. Like that was when I was talking earlier about the masculine energy. He was like probably like a big brother, boyfriend, husband, like every energy in one during that time for me and still somehow managed to like give my family laugh breaks here and there. Cause we needed that to like survive, which was so important. But, um, 
what I really saw during that time was this massive connection between homelessness and mental health and just how like we are, you know, our whole system, at least my opinion, our whole system needs to change. Like homeless shelters are amazing, but it's such a broken system. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we need to be these homeless shelters. We need to be educating people and giving them tools to get back into the community, not keeping them from the community, Mm -hmm. you know, and with mental health as well. I saw so, so many people, you know, one thing I learned is I looked at every face walking by me because for the first time ever, I was like, one of them could be my sister. But it also taught me like how much I wasn't looking at people before. I think it's cool what you said. People don't just pop in your head by accident. I do believe that. Like that's, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm psychic or I have any abilities to do anything. But you but are. I am. I know, but I just wanted to be human. Mm-hmm. I do do that. Whenever someone pops in my head, it's for a reason. And I do reach out. And they're just like, that's so weird. You just texted me. I was just blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I empower our listeners to do that. Like if someone's popping in your head, even if it's for the most obscure, crazy reason ever that you just like envision them, I don't know, jumping out of, you know, hang gliding or something. It's just like, whatever it is, reach out to them because who knows what that is. And I 90% of the time I usually do reach out and there's a reason for it. Absolutely. You're, you're awakening, you're awakening parts of yourself and we're all being, I guess you would say tested in a way and mm-hmm. experiencing humanity in a, in, to learn how to just say hello. That's mm-hmm. like one of the biggest things you can learn on this earth is just to say hello and see the value in every soul on this earth and treat them that way. Look them in the eyes and see the subtle energy past it mm-hmm. and know that that soul is your own. And, and when you do speak in that, with that intention, with that unconditional love, what speaks back is nothing that it's so profound that, and it's consistently like that. Just if you bring that energy and that love to the table. So what are things that you're working on right now with both mental health and homelessness? Yeah. So a couple of things we just wrapped, we just threw the largest meditation in us history in Denver, Colorado with the America meditates and art of living foundation. It was, yeah, it was amazing. And and how many people were there? There was about 3,000 at the festival, and I think over 105 countries, but in the U.S., I think it was around 22,000 altogether. Wow. Yeah. Whether the people tuned in digitally as well around the world, I think it was like over 100,000. But yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. I mean, those kind of like, it's ancient technology, like group prayer to be able to silence the thoughts and be guided for a moment. Um, I, I did feel it made this shift to consciousness, so yeah, just more stuff like that. And then we wrapped a homeless documentary where I slept on the streets with this gentleman named Robert. Um, he's a homeless comedian. He's and it's so funny because like we're like okay, put us in a day of the life, show us like kind of like all the bad stuff that goes on. And his philosophy is so strong. He's so positive and knows he's gonna get off the streets that there wasn't really like he wasn't like ever sad. He was just like I'm gonna shower, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna like pace it out, I'm gonna do my comedy and keep it really simple and like take care of myself. But then on the other side of things, you see homeless people that have chronic homelessness that are yeah. just like disease ridden losing their mind you know what i mean like yeah. they, they don't have that sense of home or that context where they can relax in and it takes such a toll on your body so we were we were we saw that as well and those are the things that really like okay what can i do to help you know yeah. what is your opinion like what do you think is going on i lived in los angeles for a long time and mm-hmm. just in the past two to three years i mean you can walk right out of our studio right here and you'll see tents that yeah. pe- homeless people are living in that weren't there up even just like eight months ago yeah and, you know, there used there was Skid Row in downtown Los Angeles. And that's and now I feel like it's really everywhere now. What 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 is the reasoning? Like, yeah, people are driving by talking about it, but nobody really is talking about what the reasoning is. I mean, do you think all of a sudden everybody has a mental health crisis or is it more something else? Is it economical? Mm-hmm. Is that to do with 
you know, politics. Yeah. I mean, I would give you the solution first is we all need to have a shift in consciousness and see them as our brothers and sisters and do something and whatever is in our power to do that, do that. Right. But on and the, what would you say to the person that goes, well, that's just a band aid. That's not hold helping, like helping them today isn't helping yeah. the community tomorrow. What yeah. would you say to them? Um, what's well, a consistency, right? It's, it's little shifts every single day and putting energy towards it and like going and experiencing it. Like I did firsthand, I'm going to go experience this. I'm going to listen to what they need right now. What they need, is they need something that where we can aggregate all the knowledge where they have an app or a website and they can go and like these are all the resources because there's heroes right now making huge differences but they're just not coming together there's funding that has been has been acquired but then construction prices go up and then it goes to shit right there is a, a housing crisis in los angeles it costs 47 dollars that you have to make an hourly to be able to just afford rent in los angeles the medium rent it's wow. absolutely absurd, right? It's <laughs> almost like everyone is one hospital bill. They're one like bill away from being homeless, you know? And you see kids, you see people in the streets that are just like us or versions of us that you're like, oh, well, this could happen to me too. Once yeah. you're aware of that, you're like, maybe if I put energy towards this, you know, however amount I can right now, you know, while still surviving myself, it's going to make a shift. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're starting the conversation. We're bringing people together and we're seeing how we can move it forward. But there's not necessarily an answer because there are so many problems that led up to having it to get this bad. And now it's so bad, we can almost, we almost have to do something. That's the only good thing that's coming from it. Right. Hey, Ariel. Hey, Sterling. Okay, so you're on a date. You're at a beautiful restaurant. First time you're meeting the guy. He sits down. He's gorgeous. Oh my God, he's so gorgeous. And then he smiles and his teeth are jacked up. What do you do? Beg him to get candid, a mediamente. Oh, yeah? What's candid? Uh, hello. It's like the greatest thing. It's a liner that can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire braces, and it takes just six months on average, which means... We could have plenty of dates after he gets his teeth fixed. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And wait, so is it like cheaper than braces? Tell me if it is because. Yeah, it's like 65% less. And the best part is Canon donates $25 to Smile Train, which brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. That's amazing. And an experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state creates a custom treatment plan. Then they show you a 3D preview so you can see how your teeth will look after you're done. That's so cool to me. So you could actually... He could show you what he's going to look like at the next dinner. Which means I know I'm not wasting my time with him. Exactly. Exactly. So holidays are coming, everyone. Have a photo-ready smile by the holidays. Go to candidco.com slash spiritualgasm and use the code spiritualgasm to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash spiritualgasm, code spiritualgasm, for the $75 off. Candidco dot com slash spiritualgasm code spiritualgasm and what about the mental health crisis yeah it's i, I fell into that so i did the vedic astrology recently and it was addiction mental health was wait was in my you did charts. what a vedic astrology reading where they i did it oh, i did, did it you? yesterday amazing Wait, is that the one that's Indian or? What are you saying? I did the Vedica? one that was right, but, but that was actually before the Indian, which is Hindu, the Grecian. Yeah. Oh yeah, even before that. It's like goes back to Alexander the Great times. Amazing. I literally just did it yesterday. This guy named Jade wow. Luna. If you ever want to do it yeah. again, he's in LA. He's like, 
I guess, uber famous. Like, but it blew my mind yeah. beyond, yeah. beyond, and it also taught me so much about my purpose. Like, it was things that he said that I felt like my mind had almost been fighting. That when he said it, it was like my whole body relaxed. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah, that makes sense. And the specific days he said with stuff was like, I started, I couldn't, I wasn't even sad or happy. I just was like, tears were just rolling down my face because it was just like this acknowledgement of just, like I just felt like mm-hmm. so right on time. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this person gets my purpose, sees it, is helping me realign with it. And it wasn't like I was turning power over to him either because it was stuff that I already knew. It was just like when you are sitting across from someone and they know you in a way that you've I've never been spoken to or, or seen. Like It was like my literally my soul's purpose. It yes. just brought this overwhelming sense of emotion to me. It mm-hmm. was incredible. Mm-hmm. It's it's really that emotion. It's that emotional confirmation. It's like where your chakras are, right? It's that. It's and I never, astral, yeah. You know? And then afterwards, I was so inspired and so yes. alive. And for people listening, you like don't believe in this stuff. I really want to say this man didn't. It wasn't like he was telling me my. He even starts the session by saying, "Look, there's fate and there's free will. So what I'm reading is literally your star alignment, fate." But you have free will to do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that came up was fertility. And he said, he's like, look, you can choose if that means work and creating a project and birthing a project or if that means birthing a baby. He's mm-hmm. like, that is your free choice. I'm telling you in the star alignment, here's the the, the opening of it, mm-hmm. you know. And then he also said, and if it's not a baby, be careful, <laughs> like you know, but it was like stuff like that. So I want to be very clear that this like he's, you know, because I think some healers and woo-woo people can, you know, mm-hmm. there's a fine line of like overstepping the power or the boundary. And yeah. that's not what this person was. And I think that's why I felt so powerful leaving. Yes. It's the feeling. If the feeling feels right, it's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what, like, what did you say? What are you saying? Advaita? Advaitic. Vedic reading. Vedic astrology reading. Okay. Yeah. Mine was, it was, it just, it read a lot of my, it read where my planetary alignment was and where my uh what house my plants were in there was a lot of jupiter energy it was a lot of subconscious work but it was also a lot of mental health and um addiction that i had to transcend and also create from so did you have addiction i mean i am such a adrenaline junkie at heart where like everything i want to do is the highs and lows of life so i'll experience different states of being throughout the day that are pretty erratic now with the awakening it's like how can i neutralize everything and rebalance the energies in my mind and my body so it like it the world works through me and with me and for the world. It's like a completely, it's a completely different operating system now. Would you say the highs and lows were kind of like bipolar before? Like, was it hard for you or it was? I, I was so, I saw so I was raised so positive that I could never understand what emotion I was feeling. Like if it was crazy depression, I thought it was like, like grief because of an outside source. I didn't know I was just oh. depression, you know? So I, I couldn't really label my emotion. The emotional intelligence wasn't there. The game theory and the, the social intelligence was, and like understanding people, but understanding myself, it didn't happen until I could really control the senses and uh, speak from my heart. And you say that's due to being race positive? Um, Meaning like your parents that. were super positive? Yeah, my mo- my mom was so positive. Yeah, she was every any like there was a flip to there's chirality to everything, right? There's like a positive and a negative, and there's also level level up perspectives. But also like you have to listen to your body and understand what is, and sometimes what is fucking sucks. You know what I mean? So it, when and when you're able to explain it, it releases. That's a great quote. 
what is fu- sometimes what is fucking sucks. It's true. That's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And you don't even need to say more than that. That's just that's it. It fucking sucks. Yeah. And then it's released. And yeah. It's gone. And then you move forward. And then you're like, oh, I feel refreshed. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is beautiful. Yeah. You didn't even need to label it. You just yeah. acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Right. So so you, so going back to the highs and lows and the mental health and yes. So everything that led me up to this, everything I've been interested in, but I haven't took the leap of faith in that I've kind of been um, dabbling in distracting me from my life's purpose was it all led it all led me to mental health and I was like when I got the reading I was like oh this is so clear now and I've already been in these rooms consistently for years and I've already been reading these books I've already been getting initiating these certifications and and it was freeing to have to have that feeling of like oh I'm here to hold space and and create from my experience of my own mental disorders, but not mental disorders, but mental experiences and then share those stories or like empower people that are having campaigns for those stories. Then if there's, there's free cause you know, you're what you're supposed to be doing is aligned with your soul's purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was cool. It was big. It's like when you know that you're like, Ah, yeah. Yeah, Cool. I can just do what's fun and interesting and and uh, help people. Amazing. Yeah. And it's, that's incredible. You can do it. A lot of people are not either in touch with or, don't feel like they can let themselves live but you know it's like their job and their purpose become two different things mm-hmm. you know and so the fact that you have already aligned that and are waking up every day and going to bed every night with that is like a fuck yes yeah i have a question you were talking about tantric with like sharing your fears what are what are some of your, cause you seem very open. Yeah. So, and I feel like one could say like, Oh, well he doesn't have any fears. He's so open. He talks about it all. Like, do you have fears around your sexuality? Yeah. So that's kind of when you go, when you go on this journey the first thing is like, how can I eradicate all fears from my life? And then you're gifted with these experiences, women, partners, um, to help you let go of them. Right. So like, it's not necessarily as much about fears of like losing someone or missing out on anything as it is about like triggers. Like this triggers me. This is what heats me up. This is what makes me. What triggers you? What used to trigger me was it's so, it's so subconscious. It's such a body thing, but it'd be, it'd be anything from I've been cheated on the past and carrying that with me into other relationships, you know, and feeling that that could happen again. Um, and then just, you know, manipulating stories into something that they're actually not, um, and then once you like, again, once you just recognize it and address it, it kind of just has that initial like energetic release. And then you guys start like rising in love instead of like staying in this like box of fear in your own like mental cage disconnected from your soul partner in front of you. So, yeah, I mean, everyone has their own triggers. It's very unique to you. And it's not um, it's like past lives. It's your uh, experiences up to this point. It's how your memory works. It's how your physical reaction is to things. Can you explain to people what what you mean by past lives as far as bringing that emotion into this life so think of like cause and effect right we 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 choose these bodies and our parents and our life causations because they are here to teach us something similar that we chose to experience previously based off of what we learned in a past life or life before that and going into this life there's kind of like a until you become completely authentic and aware of every single thing, then you kind of break your pattern of destiny, right? But we're here to experience what we chose to experience until we're able to be ourselves and we win the game, but we still have to play it, but we're kind of observing it instead of actually like being Caught in subjective it. to it. So yeah, karma is real. Cause and effect is real. Every single thing, every right decision you ever made that led you to this point 
is exactly how it should have happened because so like I could because yeah. I believe in this too but yeah. I just want to be kind of explaining it for people who may not be aware of it like like uh, the astrologer yesterday told me in some of my past one past life I was a prostitute and another past life I was a, I was a nun but we can dive into that too but they both resonated with me yeah. because I know exactly how what is so funny you've never told me that you were a prostitute in your past life this just happened yesterday oh and I said to you I had an amazing day and you were busy in Malibu so I couldn't share I was dog sitting <laughs> pulling tampons out of dog's yeah. mouth well now I'm sharing with you now so, but they both resonated with me. And, and in, in a third life, it was like I was an artist and very successful, but I married a man who was very controlling and control, mm. like tried to keep my light to himself, basically, or like my, all of my stuff that he loved about me to himself, mm. even like controlled my eating and things like that. And which also resonated with me. And, um, and I felt like sometimes I feel like for people who are may just be exploring past life stuff, it's, it's like, I come into this life and I, and I have had challenges with, with eating or with other people controlling me or with, because I feel and give so much I can give to them and it knocks me off track or, but like bigger than just a pattern where it feels like, why do I keep doing this? Or this is a little even almost out of my control. It's like something I'm falling back into, even though I don't want to be, but it's like bigger than me. Those to me are the karmic ties or lessons from our past lives, which were, here now trying to cut or learn in a new way mm -hmm. to to tie that up or mm -hmm. you know and you experience so. in your dream state as well like a lot of our karmic traces come to life when we're sleeping because it's like we're in our own mind and you're experiencing your mind and everything comes from there and right. that's why it's important to really take care of yourself before you go to bed whether it's meditation or just gratitude or even prayer so important and then the state you go to bed in isn't normally the state you wake up in. But if you like go to bed all like disheveled and That's upset. That's why I hate watching TV. I don't. I don't recommend watching TV don't before know. bed. Not even, yes. Quiet time before That's, bed. Of course. Of course. Yes. Of course. Wait. I also noticed when I asked you about sexual fears, you talked about emotions. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about being cheated. Okay. Che uh, like cheated on. Yeah. Do you have uh, any fears directly related to? to your like your your sexuality or is yours do you identify your sexuality with your emote like yeah because you talked about being cheated on but you you know it wasn't like at the time so it, like it's, right. it's, it wasn't it, and now i know it's not my girlfriend it's our girlfriend so it's a little different you know what i mean it's not there's no property here there's no ownership it's just like what soul we choose to spend time with in this moment and like you get to a certain level of acceptance that like here are my triggers this is what you can do to hurt me I, I allow you to do whatever you want, but just know this is what hurts me. If you choose to do it, I will still love you unconditionally, but maybe we won't be together. And then whatever comes from that kind of contract, with it not being a contract, you kind of have like this openness of expression. Like you said, your past life of someone trying to control you and not give all your loving gifts freely is a real thing nowadays. Like women are so profoundly beautiful and you have the ability to light people up energetically, which is actually sometimes, which is sometimes more intimately than sex. And people can, we can feel it like, oh, why is she expanding so much? And then I'm over here contracting it in fear. And it fears, it, it makes people try to control them more mm -hmm. until it doesn't until you yeah. realize that her expanding her growing her doing everything she ever dreamed about is actually going to make her come back and love you even better and that's vice what versa. the guy said yesterday mm -hmm. so he compared it to i have a lot of like i've grown up loving horses i have a lot of horse energy mm -hmm. in my chart just like and he compared it he's like look he's like you will be the most loyal to the man that gives you your freedom he's mm -hmm. like the man that tries to put you in the barn you will shut down be angry be sad but you know all the things mm -hmm. um and like you'll keep coming back 
to the person that allows you to roam and be free and, you know, like be the horse that loves to run wild. And I was just like, yes. And then I was like, (laughs) where's that man? (laughs) But anyways, on that note. There's got to be that woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're obviously extremely enlightened and we're so thankful that you're here sharing all of your enlightenment thank you alessandra with no last name (laughs) (laughs) we love you uh you're gonna have to come back because i feel like we just scratched the surface just the beginning sterling i want to actually hang out with you after this likewise likewise i know i felt i we will we will um but Um, how can we find you tell us uh what's your like what's your best way to find you the best way to find me is to go support a nonprofit. Perfect. <laughs> Which one? Any that Any they care? one that you've experienced up until this point. That's it's amazing. for a reason, right? And yeah. what's your Instagram? The first one that comes to your mind, my Instagram is Bryant Wood TV. Bryant Wood TV. Everybody, this guy is doing great things. I and hope. maybe we should have you back on after Sterling practices tantric sex. Oh my God, I'll, I'll report back. Yes. Yeah, I'll just that text would be you. cool. I'll, and I'll then don't even you. tell. It's a first interaction. We'll do something special. Okay. Right, I cool. can't wait. Cool. I mean, thank you so much for doing all of this. Yeah, this yeah, is, you are you are what yeah. we're trying to do here. Anyways, uh, go check out his Instagram, showing love. Thank you for being here, Brian Wood. Thank you, yes, thank yes. you for sharing openly. Yes, honored and humbled. Thank you. All right, bye. 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 Wow, what an amazing soul! I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, he can't hear us now. He's gone, right? He's gone. Okay. I think that might be the Messiah. I mean, he's <laughs> like, 25. That's he, Christ. He's, he's Christ. Yeah. He is. First of all, he's beautiful. He's he's like everything. He's sexy. He's confident. I didn't, I didn't even notice he's, his sexiness after he started talking because I wanted to hear what he was saying. He's so present. He doesn't drink. He's like on this journey to just like change the world. And he's so clear on his path. And he's like... He's a guy's guy. He's not like super femmy. Like I'm just blown away by him. That's what we are like in Texas. Texas wow. guys. Maybe I need a Texan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I tell you, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. He. Uh, I'm. And and you know. And I loved what he said when we said, "How can we support you?" He said, "Whatever charity you care about, go get involved in it." Yeah. In like, order what to. What an amazing s- thing yeah, to say. Anyone else would. <laughs> that's an Instagram question. Yeah. Anyone else would be like, "Here's my Instagram," and yeah, he was yeah. like, "Go help whatever you care about most." God, he makes me feel like a piece of shit. He makes me turned on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna. I mean, when he Ariel. Just, oh my god. Oh that's my god. hashtag me too. No, you it's just... not. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here now. Oh, yeah. But I would do things to him. I mean, I he really took would. he took the time to penetrate my hand. He penetrated your hand. You guys, and I just got, got hand fucked. Uh, you got hand fucked, and you know what? I've never been jealous. I was jealous. You literally had him hand fuck you. <laughs> hand fuck me. I was like, wait, me too, please. Literally. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure after, I mean, you heard what he said. And then he didn't care about hand fucking me. Did you see that? Well, that's probably because he's he likes, safe with me. He likes Because there's nothing that's going to happen between us. No, he likes you so much. Oh, well, who doesn't? He likes you more than me. It's okay. Oh, hold on. I just got a new follower. <gasps> Brent. You're so full of shit. Um, no, but jokes aside, he has a, it sounds like he has an amazing girlfriend and he super respects her and really happy for her. So happy. (laughs) No, I'm not trying to cross any boundaries here. I'm just saying if he was ever single, I might practice a few things (laughs) on him. (laughs) 
<laughs> Anyways, that was an amazing show. We hope you guys enjoyed. Oh, by the way, I know we were talking about astrology, so I couldn't. My I had a brain fart. The um, mm. the astrology that <laughs> Sterling, brain fart. Sterling, you like. Okay. Um, good. The astrology that I was talking about is Asterian astrology, and it goes back even past um, the Vedic astrology. This goes back to like Grecian times, and he said like back to Alexander the Great. Um, and it's so it's he's an Eastern astrologer, not Western. His name's Jade Luna. He is amazing. He actually said he'd come on our podcast. He's booked right now, um, but we're gonna figure out a time to come on, and I'm very excited for that uh cool so that's what i was talking about and then um nicole de don was the woman i was talking about nicole de don she has sure she has the um the one taste clinic that i said some people think is like a cult but she believes that the world would be a better place with more sex and so she does that like orgasmic meditation which we can get into in another Another life, another conversation, whatever. But I just wanted to... Uh, can Brian be there? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> he can be the teacher. I'll be the student. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to wash my hand again. I mean, honestly, you got your hand got penetrated. And it, got, and it was slow. Yeah. And it was like so hot. It was, it was so <laughs> like, hot. I played it cool, though. Did you notice how cool I played it? Yeah, I was so jealous. I told you I was jealous. Anyway, he's really gone though, right? He can't hear us. I hope he can hear us. All right, everybody. Brian be- Wood, be- come here, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> my left hand needs you. Yeah, he only did my right hand. Yeah. I want, I'm gonna walk. I'm out of balance. Yeah. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Go out, donate your time, donate to a charity, give, Anyone give, you give. Anyone you care about. Because it makes you feel better. Isn't that crazy? That's the secret to life. Mm-hmm. If It's like a really weird hypocrisy. The more you give, the more you get. But that shouldn't be the goal. It's a higher vibration to live by. Love you all. Uh, go get hand penetrated by someone too. Yeah, somebody <laughs> have, get your hand penetrated by tantric Woo! sex. Woo! Love you all. Bye, bye y'all. Bye, y'all. Spiritualgasm is executive produced by Ariel Kebble, Sterling Jones, and Sim Sarna. Associate producers Daniela Silva. Editors are Josh Windish and Michael Cozio. And music by Josh Cook and Alicia Eagle. Spiritualgasm is a Cloud 10 production and is powered by Simplecast.